Welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joined by Joe Kamatz for our weekly college football preview, uh, Thanksgiving week edition. So we're going to be getting some games that we're covering uh, on Black Friday. And then we got some uh, games, of course, on Saturday for you guys as well that we'll be covering. Uh, first college football playoff rankings just came out last night, recording this Wednesday night. They came out Tuesday night. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Joe. And do you want to go over kind of the top four in the playoff rankings right now and maybe some rankings that uh, surprise you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me back on. But, uh, you know, no real surprise in terms of the teams that were in the top four. You know, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. I was a little surprised they put Clemson above Ohio State. But, I mean, the more I think about it, Ohio State's only good win was against Indiana. And Indiana, you know, still up in the air if they're really that good. Ohio State might not be as good as, you know, people think they are. I don't know how Ohio State's going to fare with a potential uh, Big Ten title game matchup against Northwestern because Northwestern's defense is good. Like, it's really good. And Justin Fields struggled against an average Indiana defense. So, obviously, that's far down the road. But, you know, that was really one of the surprises. And the only other surprise to me, uh, Georgia being at nine was kind of weird. And I think BYU being at 14 – it makes sense with who they played, but they I feel like they should have been at least, you know, like 10th. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you make of the uh, situation where apparently Washington wanted to play BYU this week and they declined after saying uh, any team, any time, any place? I think it's soft. I think if, if, it, if like, it all 100% happened that way, like, oh, we want to see where we are in the playoff ranking. BYU, no offense, whether you were ranked 14th, 1st, or 10th, the only game you have left on your schedule right now is against San Diego State the 12th of December. You have an open date this weekend, and now you screwed that up. You have an open date December 5th. And then I've been saying this for a little while. I put it out on Twitter. I think BYU should schedule on conference title game weekend this December 19th. They should schedule Liberty. Have it be like the uh-huh. Independence Bowl or whatever you want to call it, two independent teams, or schedule. I uh, know all the other teams are in conference. That'd be the only team you could schedule that weekend. Or if you want to get schedule Wisconsin, they're not eligible for the Big Ten title. And if the Big Ten's not doing, you know, one plays one, two plays two, all that stuff, try to schedule a top 25 team that didn't make it to the conference title game. Try to get, if they want to get up, I mean, because there is a path there. If they schedule a Pac 12 team, you know what I mean? They beat San Diego State. They schedule another team. They they have a shot. It's not like they're out of it. As of right now, the way their schedule is, they're out of it. But if they go out and schedule, you know, a game against a Pac-12 team, like let's say, perfect, well, now Washington's playing Utah this weekend, so that wouldn't work. But, like, Cincinnati has an open date December 5th. They should schedule Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati would love to play them. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great game, and I think that would help both teams because then the winner of that – especially if it was Cincinnati, would have the inside track to the playoff. Because yeah. at five, Texas A&M, even if they went out, I don't see how they get in. Because I, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, I, unless they beat them by like 30, as of right now, I don't see how Texas A&M can get in because they lost to Bama already in the SEC title game. And let's say it comes down to A&M and Cincinnati for that final spot. I think Cincinnati gets the nod over AM 
because the committee already saw Bama whip up on a So they yeah. want to see that again. And I think they would whip uh, up on him again. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get into our big five games of the week now. Uh, our first one is 13th-ranked Iowa State going to 17th-ranked Texas uh, after the new uh, playoff rankings came out. Uh, Texas is a one-point favorite at home. This will be a 12 o'clock kickoff on Friday afternoon on ABC. For Iowa State, it's simple. Win and you're in the Big 12 title game. If they if they win this game, they're in the Big Twelve title game, and you know then it, that makes it very simple. But if they lose, all of a sudden you have a four way tie between Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, and Oklahoma State. I don't know how on earth that tiebreaker would work itself out if they all finish with two losses, but it would get really complicated, and I'm not smart enough to do that math. But hmm. I think if Iowa State wins, I think they're going to win. I think Iowa State's a better football team. At 13th, Iowa State, you know, I don't think they can make the playoff, but they can certainly finish in the top 10. And obviously, if they win the Big 12, they get an automatic bid in a New Year's Six, which would be really cool because you don't really see Iowa State on that stage. Last year, Iowa State finished 7-5, and five, has played Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl and got annihilated. But now they have a chance, even if they beat Texas and lose to West Virginia, they're still automatically in, you know what I mean? Because they would have beaten they would have beaten Oklahoma and Texas, and then Oklahoma State wouldn't be able to go in because of tiebreakers and stuff. But yeah, then Iowa State could get a chance to really show themselves to the world. Like, hey, we're legit. Because doesn't Brock Purdy have one more year, or is he a senior this year? Um, He is a junior right now, but I, if all goes well, I think he might be a guy who declares for the draft. Yeah, that's that's true. But he could come back if he wanted to for a senior year, and I really I think uh-huh. it would set up Iowa State good for next season. But you know, I think I think they're going to win this game, and then I think they're just going to kind of be playing a waiting game because the Oklahoma West Virginia game literally just got canceled like an hour ago. Yeah. So that game's off for this weekend. But uh, I think Iowa State wins this game pretty comfortably. In all honesty, Texas does not move the needle for me. Yeah, the main reason why I'm going to roll with Iowa State here as well is because of a, a guy who can come back next year as well in running back Brees Hall, uh, arguably up in the Heisman consideration right now, 1,169 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, the big thing with Texas is they have a powered offense. They're going to sling the ball around the yard and try and put up uh, a lot of points. Uh, Iowa State will be able to control the ball. On offense, I think with Hall, uh, as I was saying, an elite running back, uh, and Purdy, who, who I was really high on coming year, hasn't had the best season, but I, I think he'll be able to manage the game well enough uh, if he can just take care of the football and Hall is able to control the ball, keep that uh, high-powered Texas offense off the field. Uh, I think Iowa State has the upper leg in this one, uh, but just looking at the uh, FPI, the Football Power Index on ESPN, they're giving Texas a 71.9% chance to win this game. So uh, Iowa State comes into this game as a one-point underdog as well. Uh, it'll be a big game for the program, I think, if they can knock off uh, one of those premier programs here like Texas. But I'm going to take Iowa State here due to their uh, ability to control the ball on offense. Uh, second game is Notre Dame, who's coming, who comes in at number two in the rankings at 8-0. Uh, and will now be playing UNC, who is 19th in the rankings at 6-2. and two. Uh, Notre Dame, only a five-point favorite. Expected them to be a little bit more, but this will be a 3-30 game on ABC on Friday, uh, right after that Iowa State-Texas game. This game makes me very nervous as a Notre Dame fan. 
I think Notre Dame's going to win, but UNC, and there's this quote out about UNC, which I couldn't agree more with. They're talented enough to be anybody in the country, but they're young enough to lose to anybody in the country. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's very scary position to be in for Notre Dame on the road in Chapel Hill. They allow fans and it wouldn't surprise me. They'll be able to probably sneak more in and it won't be 25% and all that. Because for a team like North Carolina, who is very young and who they're going to return a lot of people next year. I know Sam Howell's coming back next year. North Carolina next year has a shot to win the ACC. They have a shot to beat Clemson next year. Because it's all going to go back to normal. Notre Dame's going to go back to being an independent. Uh-huh. This year, it sucks. They lost to two shitty teams. I don't... They lost uh, Florida State and Virginia. Weird games. They lost both those games, I think, by three points. A couple plays go differently. They're 8-0. Right in the mix of this, and all yeah. of a sudden, Clemson might not even be going to the playoff because they're not even playing for the ACC title. But like North Carolina is good enough to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame cannot, you know, go into this game. Oh, it's just North Carolina. Like they have to be ready to play. As dumb as it sounds, like they can't, you know, just this can't be. This isn't going to be a cakewalk because next week they play Syracuse. They're going to beat Syracuse by a million. Knock on wood. I probably just jinxed that, but. I think North, Notre Dame will win, but uh, North Carolina is going to cover that five-point spread. Yeah, I think this is another game where it comes down to uh, – Notre Dame's offense has definitely improved this year over you know, the past – this is probably their best offense they've had uh, in recent years under Brian Kelly. Uh, but they're really known for that defense, and they're playing a team with a high-powered offense, just kind of like we were talking about with Iowa State and Texas. Uh, UNC's putting up 563 yards a game. Uh, Sam Howell, 23 touchdown passes this year. Uh, but they can really run the ball well, too. I mean, uh, Javante Williams has 868 yards and 15 touchdowns, averaging 7.2 yards a carry. And they have a few other guys that they can hand off the ball to in the backfield. Uh, I'm with you, Joe, saying that as a Notre Dame fan, I'd be nervous with this game uh, going on the road, too. I, I know that doesn't really matter that much this year. But – playing a high-powered offense who North Carolina, if they win this game, that's going to be one of the biggest wins, I think you can say, in program history. Uh, they're really playing with uh, a chip on their shoulder, I think, out there to prove something that they want to be, you know, just more than a basketball school. Uh, they want to cement themselves as one of the ACC powerhouse programs uh, when it comes to football. But uh, I think this is like a storybook kind of year for Notre Dame and one of the years where they'll finally uh, – be in contention for that national title because the last time they made the playoff it didn't really feel like they were deserving of it uh, we all kind of expected them to get rolled uh, but this year I think everything's kind of fallen their way and Ian Book has really played well I mean only one interception all year uh, leading this 8-0 Irish team I'm going to take them in a close fought game uh, over UNC but I don't think that they'll cover that five point spread so I'm with you sinking uh, UNC plus five would be a good pick, but uh, Notre Dame will get the win here. Uh, our third game of the week is the probably least hyped up Iron Bowl. I think – you want to do the Iron Bowl first or the Maryland-Indiana game? I was going to say, if you want to say the Iron Bowl for like last, it's a big rivalry if you could, okay. but it's up to you. Yeah, we'll go Indiana here. Uh, Maryland two and one going – Two, uh, four and one, Indiana, who's number 12 in the country. Uh, this will be our first Saturday game that we're, we're talking about. Uh, Indiana is an 11 and a half point favorite in this matchup. And uh, Maryland coming off 
back-to-back weeks, I believe, of uh, their games being canceled due to COVID uh, against Minnesota and uh, Penn State. was Penn State was their last game on, on the 7th. Uh, then they had the Ohio State and Michigan State game canceled due to COVID. So uh, long layoff here for Maryland, but they've had some uh, pretty impressive games so far this season. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup here? Well, Ohio State are the biggest Indiana Hoosier fans in the country right now because if Indiana doesn't – I think Indiana's going to win, by the way, but Indiana needs to blow out Maryland to really prove to me that Ohio State's going to be a problem come the playoff. Because as of right now, you know that one touchdown win over Indiana wasn't really mean. Indiana beat 0-5 Penn State. They beat Michigan State, who's really bad. Michigan's not good, and Rutgers is not that good. So – this is the week you're going to see, is Ohio State really legit? Because if Indiana wins this game by 30, you could say, okay, Ohio State's really good. But if Indiana wins this game by a touchdown or less, it's going to be like, oh, oh, is Ohio, like, what's going on with Ohio State? You know what I mean? Are they really as good as they look? But um, Michael Penix Jr. is unbelievable. I think he's really good. People, you know, still like to disrespect him and be like, oh, you know, he's not that good. He threw for, what, 500 yards, basically, against Ohio State? Yeah. No one, no one does that. No one just walks in to Ohio State and throws for 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Even oh, Ohio State's secondary is bad. I don't care. 500 yards against Ohio State is absurd. I think Michael Penix should be talked about in terms of the Heisman. Is he going to win it? Absolutely not. But I think his name should at least be brought up in conversation after that game. And I think Indiana is going to beat the absolute crap out of Maryland. Because they're just going to be pissed off that they left that game against Ohio State where they could have came back and pulled off an upset kind of slipped through their hands. Taking the Terps in the upset here, Joseph. Uh, I think I can see Tago it. Viola, Magic can. Uh, Indiana's only an 11, po- 11 and a half point favorite here. I feel like this is one of those typical, you know, letdown games where last week was their kind of their Super Bowl against Ohio State, uh, fell short against them. Uh, they were really getting blown out, and if it weren't for some late game heroics by Penix Jr., that would have been, you know, a three or four touchdown game. Uh, I think the score. Final score, uh, indicative of how much Ohio State dominated. If, if Fields didn't turn the ball over that much either, uh, that, that game's by far a blowout. I mean, that's a testament to Indiana's defense, but Justin Fields isn't throwing the ball that many th- – throwing that many picks either. And if you saw a few of those picks, they were ones that were, you know, batted up in the air three or four times and fell right into the arms of an Indiana defender. So uh, Maryland coming off two weeks rest uh, and Indiana coming off a slugfest against Ohio State. Uh, I think Maryland opens up some eyes here uh, and pulls out a really close upset game and kind of uh, pushes Indiana down a tier again. Uh, so that, that'll that also be my upset pick of the week by far. 11.5-point uh, dog winning outright. Uh, our fourth game of the week is uh, we'll talk about the Colorado-USC game now. Uh, Colorado 2-0 going to 3-0 USC, who's uh, ranked 18th in the rankings. Uh, USC is a 12-point favorite. This will be a 3:30 kickoff on Saturday on ABC. With all these Pac-12 games, I don't really know what to make of it. Like, you know, USC should have should really be one and two right now. They barely beat Arizona. They barely beat Arizona State, and they beat Utah. But that was Utah's first game of the season, and Utah already had a game canceled. I know they're making it up with Washington now, but they already had another game canceled. Like, USC hasn't impressed me. I think Colorado's going to win this game just because why not? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. Like that's all I can really say. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Those why not games? <laughs> yeah, like Slovis. You know, he's supposed to be really good through three games. I mean, he's not that bad, but at uh-huh. the same time, you don't really know because all you have to his sample size is six. At the end of the season, going to be six games. They could yeah. USC could be the number one team in the country for all I know, but we'll never really know. I'm going to take Colorado here too. Uh, if I mean. Haven't watched USC. They probably should have lost Arizona State, and they probably should have lost Arizona. Uh, impressive win against Utah last week on the road, but uh, two games where they probably should have already lost this year. And and I like what Colorado's building under their new coach. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but they're playing pretty well so far, uh, putting up forty-one and a half points per game, uh, beating Stanford and beat a UCLA team who took Oregon to the final seconds last week. Did you see the play uh, before halftime where? UCLA tried to throw up the Hail Mary and it got the quarterback yeah, hit mid throw and it got taken back for six. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they go, they go into halftime with the lead in that game. And I think they only wound up losing by four. So take that yeah. play out. I, I know it, that doesn't decide the game, but that was a, a big turning point in that game. A UCLA team who I thought was going to beat Oregon uh, were down their quarterback. And I would say they probably would have if, if yeah. uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson played. Yeah. So, I mean, Colorado is. Uh, looking pretty good under their new head coach. Uh, whether they can get some stops in this game, they're giving up 37 points uh, per game. Uh, whether the, they can slow down Slovis or not uh, will be the telling tale, I believe. But their ability to run the ball and control the clock in this one and also spread the ball around the yard, I think gives them the edge. They're rushing the ball for 220 and a half yards per game. Uh, and I think with a win here, Colorado might you know catapult up into the 25 in next week's rankings. In uh, our last game is, as I briefly said earlier, probably the least hyped up Iron Bowl I can remember ever uh, in my lifetime as a college football fan. We got twenty-two, number twenty-two ranked, uh, five and two Auburn going to number one overall Alabama, who's seven and zero uh, for a three thirty kickoff on CBS on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Bama's a twenty-four and a half point favorite here, Joe. I mean, you said it. You and I have been spoiled. Basically, we've all been spoiled. With ever since really, like from what I can remember, really paying attention to college football, Nick Saban and Cam Newton were there. I mean, mm-hmm. this game has always been one of the most hyped up games of the year. Now this year, it's kind of like a foregone conclusion, like, oh, Bama's just going to roll over them and beat them by 30. But Saban not coaching because of coronavirus. So I think that'll be interesting. I don't think Bama's going to win 24 and a half in a game like this, though, is a lot of points. As we know, the Iron Bowl is always crazy. Something always happens. Like last year, you know, the two pick sixes, Mac Jones threw the one-off. Najee Harris is back. That got picked off in the end zone and returned 100 yards. Like you always have weird plays, and it wouldn't shock me to see, you know, another weird player too. But I think Bam was going to win this game by 20 points. I just don't think they're going to cover 24 and a half. Yeah, 24 is um, way too much, I think. I think Alabama will win as well. But 24 and a half points in, in the Iron Bowl, I just don't see that happening. Uh, Auburn is no slouch of a program. Sure, they've had their ups and downs. Bo Nix is, is pretty turnover prone, but at the same time, he's a very uh, entertaining quarterback and can you know play like one of the best quarterbacks in the country on any given Saturday. Uh, I think he'll, he'll have a, a pretty solid game this one. I think Alabama definitely will miss Nick Saban on the sidelines, of course, but with all their weapons and especially the way Najee Harris is carrying the ball out of the backfield this year. I mean, he's got 
797 yards and 16 rushing touchdowns in only seven games. Uh, pretty insane year. And Mac Jones has really taken care of the football well, just like all Alabama quarterbacks do. Uh, I think the win probably by two touchdowns, but that 24 and a half, I'd probably put that as a lock of the week uh, with Auburn at plus 24 and a half there. But uh, with that being said, I already did my upset pick of the week with Maryland with the outright win over Indiana. Any uh, upsets you like this week, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to go out to uh, the Civil War. They don't call it that anymore, but I'm still going to call it whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Oregon, Oregon State. <laughs> Great, I'm going to – this pod, sorry, Coyle, this podcast is probably over now because I'm going to be considered <laughs> all sorts of that. But Oregon, Oregon State, you know, once again, these Pac-12 teams, Oregon hasn't really impressed me. They beat a bad Stanford team who missed four field goals and was missing like 20 players. They beat a Washington State team by 14, who's, you know, eh. And they they, they should have lost to UCLA. So, you know, here, big rivalry game. Oregon State hates Oregon more than Oregon hates Oregon State, I think. Because Oregon views Oregon State as a little brother, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oregon State's one and two. You know, close loss to Washington. They beat Cal, who in the preseason, people were saying Cal had a chance to win the Pac-12. Don't know why, because they stink. But, I mean, once again, with these Pac-12 games, why not? Oregon State, my upset pick over Oregon this week. All right, well, that'll do it for uh, the college football beef up front show of the weekend. Uh, Everyone, enjoy your Thanksgiving, and uh, stay safe out there. Thanks again, Joe, for coming on. Thanks for having me.